You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. You will hear an exclusive one-on-one conversation with BYU linebackers coach Kevin Clune. A great chat about where that unit stands right now and where they try to go from here as the Cougars try to snap a two-game losing streak. We'll also talk about the danger BYU finds itself in suddenly with things seemingly teetering on the edge. We'll explain more and of course catch you guys up on everything else involving BYU athletics here on a hump day. So without further ado, let's dive on in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 20th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And once again, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Our goal here with this daily podcast is to make sure you guys are the smartest BYU fans out there. And the only way to do that is to listen every day because I can guarantee you we will have you guys up to speed on everything you need to know about BYU. And our goal is to do it in 30 minutes or less every single day. Uh, quick reminder for you guys, if you if you have not done so, or if you're new to the show for the very first time, follow us on whichever podcast provider you're listening to us on. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. And thank you for your support of this venture. It's a blast to be with you guys talking all things BYU. Now, getting going here on a Wednesday, and coming up in a moment, you're going to hear from BYU linebackers coach Kevin Clune. I think this is a unit, uh, speaking of the linebackers unit, that very much lost its best player when Keenan and Peely went out. But the issue with BYU right now is the issues go much deeper than just one player. I know Elisa Tuiaki earlier this week talked about the fact that Keenan Peely's loss has been very significant. Injuries to quarterbacks have hurt BYU. Uh, the defensive effort, especially along the defensive line in that game against Baylor, and even some of the effort along the offensive line in that game, were subpar. There's that, and that might be being nice, calling it subpar. Right now, BYU facing a two-game losing streak after a pretty impressive 5-0 start to the season and getting as high as number 10 in the national rankings. Things are teetering on the edge, if we're being honest. And maybe you guys will disagree with this take, but I feel like right now, BYU sitting at 5-2 and and now getting ready to go to Washington State. And who knows what Washington State's going to look like, by the way, because we're just not sure what Jake Dickert, the interim head coach, and half of the staff up there in Pullman are going to be able to pull off in very short order to go up against the Cougars. But there's obviously a big opportunity for them to rally around one another and have a good performance against the Cougars. My concern is right now for BYU is if you start to see things snowball, and what I mean by snowball is if you allow the losses against Boise State and what happened to you against Baylor, speaking of the BYU football program, if you allow the bad juju or whatever terminology you want to call it 
to carry over into this game against Washington State. Who's to say it's not going to carry over into the following week when you welcome Bronco Mendenhall in Virginia to Lavelle Edwards Stadium? We all know that Bronco Mendenhall, he may downplay it, and I truly think he will try and downplay it as his team travels cross-country and he faces off against his former team for the first time as a head coach, something he's been very adamant he did not want to do from the get-go since leaving BYU and Provo. But... If you allow the continued issues to fester, BYU suddenly, at the end of this month, folks, so October 30th is when they'll play against Virginia. So come October, uh, October 31st, Halloween, we very much could be looking, if BYU is not careful, at a 5-4 and four program. And I think that would be a backslide to what we saw more of during the 2018 and 2019 seasons. If you guys can think back that far, and I know it feels like forever ago, these seasons, they both are incredibly quick, but also they're so far spread apart that it feels like eons ago, even though a season like 2019 was just two years ago. And I think that COVID also plays into how long things have felt, etc. But the issue is, if you're sitting at 5-4 and four suddenly, were you to lose to Washington State and Virginia, suddenly the whole outlook of the 2020 season has gone from one of extreme promise when you racked up a 5-0 and record, you were ranked 10th in the country, but by the end of October, could you have backslid to nearly a 500 t- record uh, squad? Like, could you be sitting at 5-4 and four, uh, and just be looking at it and thinking, what in the world happened here? That's what BYU is up against right now, my friends. And that is concerning if you're, if, if you're a BYU fan, I think. I think BYU is going to get after it this week. That's just my sincere hope. I, I don't necessarily know a ton of how BYU is operating. I don't know what the message is in the locker room. Our practice insiders, I'm sure, will weigh in with me at some point this week and pass along some intel on this. But I think that Kalani Satake, just reading between the lines of the comments he made to the media, this guy is not content with what is going on with his program right now. I think that he is going to get after his guys both offensively and especially defensively and let them know exactly what he expects. And I think that he will tell them in no uncertain terms that the effort, especially against Boise State and in particular against Baylor, is not okay by him. He made that explicitly clear in his media comments. And obviously, coaches, when they're speaking to the media, here's a deep, dirty secret or deep, dark secret about media interviews. By and large, coaches are not just talking talking to us in the media and giving us what we want to hear. They're speaking to their team. And any BYU football player who heard Kalani Satake speak at all this week can hear in his voice there's an edge there. He is as frustrated as anybody, and I'm guaranteeing that he has told his guys that they are in much bigger... Not much bigger. That they are in deeper water than they might anticipate, and they need to course correct as soon as possible, or they risk losing this season. It's as simple as that. And I know that I'm probably coming here with a doomsday scenario for many of you listening to this podcast today, and you're probably thinking, well, Jake, they're going to go up and beat Washington, Washington State, and they're going to recover and be just fine. I sincerely hope they do that because I have a vested interest business-wise in how good BYU is doing. I can tell you this much. Downloads are better. My radio show that I produce on a daily basis is better when BYU is winning games. When the Cougars don't win games, it's not good for business.
that is where my rooting interest lies with BYU. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, that's where it lies. I want BYU to win every single game they play. It's, it's just how it is. It's good for business for me. I think BYU, I think Kalani Satake understands that this season right now going to Washington State is teetering on the brink. And if they can beat Washington State, they can regain some momentum. You go meet Virginia the week after that, suddenly it's looking like the two-game losing streak is more of a fluke and you recovered nicely. If you lose to Washington State and then you go into Virginia facing all kinds of pressure as your former head coach who spurned you to go to Virginia comes home and you lose that game, geez, all of the good juju from the first month plus of the season is completely gone at that point. So this is a very, very important week for BYU, and it's my hope that they'll get things turned around. They'll go to Washington State, handle the Cougars, speaking of the Wazoo Cougars, come home sitting at 6-2 and two and get ready for Bronco Mendenhall. That's what I want to see, but obviously the guys have to go out and prove it on the field this coming Saturday. All right, coming up here in just a moment, a guy who is in the trenches with his guys every single day, BYU linebackers coach Kevin Clune. Always a thoughtful comment, always a great interview. We've had him on this show multiple times. Going to catch up with him momentarily to talk about the linebacker unit and also facing off against a very unique offense in what Washington State brings to the field. We'll get to all of that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Prize Picks. Absolutely love this company because the concept of it is really, really fun. What it is is you pick two to five players and it doesn't matter what sport you're interested in college football nba it started up last night the utah jazz are getting going tonight i have a vested interest in the utah jazz myself but no matter what your interest is the nfl mlb all you do is you go to prizepicks.com you pick two to five players and an over under on their projected numbers and you can win up to 10 times back on any entry you make and it's just you versus those projected numbers they offer more college football props than anybody in the world so if college football is your jam well this is the place for you to do your daily fantasy and it's made easy Prize Picks also allows mixed sport entry, so you can cross over and do some NBA, some NFL, and delve into the college sports realm as well. Use their award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play, and the best part is entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com, and right now you can get a 100% match up to $100 on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. Yes, a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just use that promo code Locked On. Go to your app store, download the app today, or get to prizepicks.com and take advantage of all those offers. Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at All Guard Pest Control. And what I love about All Guard Pest Control is they offer two unique programs when it comes to treating your home or your business. That's what Seth Barrett has laid out with his company at All Guard. It's a local company, but the two unique programs they offer is one, a quarterly pest control program where they come out to your home once every three months, treat your home for that season's hot pests. I know that sounds like a weird term, but this time of year as the weather gets colder, things like mice and spiders are trying to get inside the foundation of your home because that's where it's warm. They're just like us. They want to be where it's nice and cozy, and that's why they start to work their way inside. During the summer, wasps, ants, those type of things start to become an issue. What I love about all guards, they'll come out once every three months, make sure that your home is protected year-round. If you're like other people and you just want a one-time service, they're also happy to take care of whatever situation you happen to be facing, and they'll take care of it, and they'll leave you alone. 
That is the unique approach that All Guard brings to the table. There's no set way they go about things. They're happy to customize it to your needs and make sure you guys are taken care of. I can attest to this because All Guard has taken care of my home for nearly three years now, and I have handed multiple issues to them in the past. They've handled every single one of them, and I cannot say... To a, to a man that I have had any recurrences of the issues that I faced. They handled it professionally, they handled it promptly, and it's been taken care of since they stopped by to take care of those issues. Stuff like mice, spiders, uh, ants, I had a wasp problem, all of them abated and taken care of. So give them a call, 801-851-1812, that's their phone number, or go to their website, allguardpestcontrols.com, that's allguardpestcontrols with an S, dot com. Love Seth Baird and his company. He's a huge BYU fan of Boots. He'd be happy to talk Cougars with you while he's treating your home if you want to do that as well. So once again, give them that call. All Guard Pest Control can be found at 801-851-1812 or allguardpestcontrols.com. Make sure to tell them that Jay Catch and Locked On Cougars sent you when you give them that call. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Absolutely love being with you guys. And pleased now to welcome in BYU linebackers coach Kevin Kloon. Always a great chat when we have him on. Coach, thank you for making some time. How are you? Doing great. I'm glad to be here. Well, we're at the midway point, I guess, roughly of the season here. How do you evaluate your linebackers overall at this point? We lost, uh, you know, everyone has injuries. We had a couple injuries here and there and, and, um, I like the way that the guys have rallied together. That might have had to, you know, adjust positions or adjust roles, um, and so you know, being versatile has is, is, is been a good thing. And so, you know, every week we got a different offense, we got a different, um, you know, a different mindset. And so, I'm, I'm glad the way they've been working hard and coming together. You know, Ben Bywater's had a heck of a season. He's been productive with tackles. Um, Peyton's been been the leader, and uh, and then you got other guys that have found you know ways to make an impact, like Max Tooley and, and Chaz Ayu. Um, and I'm probably forgetting about five other guys, but uh, but yeah, I'm happy so far. We got six more, and we just got to keep progressing and getting better every week. Can you put into words how critical the loss of Keenan Peely was? <laughs> well, you know, you don't want to. You know, you, you can't you can't bank on just one guy the whole time. But he's a heck of a ball player. He's a heck of a leader and a very intelligent uh, football player. And um, you know, he's still in our in our meetings. He's still trying to be a leader out there for us. Um, but yeah, he was kind of the rock in the middle with you know the other guys you know floating around playing different outside linebacker positions and different stuff. But he was the rock that this this was kind of built around. And so he goes down. And uh, and now people have to a shift and adjust roles, and uh, you know that that was uh, maybe there was a bit of growing pain here and there, but I'm happy with the way that uh, the guys have stepped up. Um, but uh, we'll have Keenan back; he'll he'll have another year. And uh, I don't know; I think everyone's just a sophomore. We could have people here forever. They could be like 29 years old before they leave. But uh, but you know he'll be back, and and you know all those guys though have stepped up. I also wanted to, you mentioned earlier that Ben Bywater's having a really, really breakout season. What has made him as good as he's been so far? Well, you know, last year he didn't get to play. He was injured. I think he played in one game and he had a, I think it's shoulder surgery, right? Correct. Yeah. So, so sitting out, you know, there's that hunger and that, uh, you know, that that identity that you're a football player and now you got to sit out. And so, um, you know, that drives you to get back and to get stronger. And he put on some good muscle and good weight over the off season and, and came back with a, with a purpose. He had to sit out all spring too. And so we sat there watching 15 practices 
um, you know, and just got hungrier and hungrier. So he came out in August and had a heck of a camp. And then every week, you know, his role is he's been doing great stuff and finding ways to make tackles and make plays. Um, so, you know, maybe it was that year sitting out that just gave him that hunger. Maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe it's just another year being more, more mature. But he's, take, he's made the most of his opportunities. You also mentioned Peyton Wilgar kind of stepping up into a leadership role. He's been a standout for the better part of two, the past two seasons, and he's, once again, just absolutely a stud on the field this year. Can you kind of elaborate as to what makes him so effective in the role he plays? You know, he's, he's a very versatile player, and that, that comes from uh, really understanding football and, and the different roles that have to be played. Like, I could, I could move his position, you know, on a, on a, you know from play to play, and he, there would be no drop-off. He can, he can play, you know, D-end. He can play middle backer, outside backer. He can do a lot of different stuff. And, um, you know, and, and looking at our self-scouts, there's a lot of plays that are run away from him. And I don't know if that's because of him or why, you know, why that is. But there's a lot of plays that are away from him, not at him. So, um, again, that kind of shows the respect that, that they'd rather run the ball to other people than, than at him. So, um, he found, you know, he's, he's a really good football mind. That's, that's basically where it all starts. Okay, uh, Chaz Ayu's kind of moved into a linebacker role here. <laughs> what made you confident in moving him up from safety to play linebacker? So he's he's a you know a good all around football player, and you've got to be when you're when you're playing out in space like that at safety. And the different uh, you know the different types of of offenses we've been playing from the you know heavy run game with you know Baylor to to spread it out with Utah State and you know, all that different stuff, you know, it, it's basically, it's just trying to find the best role where he can make the biggest impacts of the team. And, um, you know, it's about us as coaches just again trying to find the, the, the place where he can, he can do the most for us. And so sometimes you'll see him in the defensive backfield. Sometimes you'll see him up at, at outside backer. Uh, you know, he's, he's just got a, got that role where he can, he can be versatile that way. Is he got the, I guess, linebackers, they're bigger body types. And obviously, Chaz is not a, a small guy, but does he have the requisite weight, you think, to play linebacker, or is he just kind of making do with what he's got? So he's, he's, he, can, he can get in there and bang, but I think he's probably sitting at 206 pounds. I don't know, something like that right now. But uh, And we got guys that are up at 237 or, or whatever. So there's guys that might have 30 more pounds on them. But we're, you know, we got to use the the tools that he has, which might be a little more speed or a little more savvy, um, you know, on an edge or an outside backer position or something like that. But we you know, we're trying to use the use everybody's tools for what's needed, you know, one week to the next with different offenses. This week we got a spread out team, and so we got to use them one way. And uh, you know, the, down the road, you know, maybe we play a run game, and he's going to be used a different way. Klein Satake earlier this week, I guess in his Monday press conference, said that he was frustrated with the lack of physicality, especially along the uh, defensive line in that loss to Baylor. Does that extend, you feel like, to your linebackers where you felt like maybe they could have come up and played a little more physical? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, that was, to me, that was an old, old-fashioned old game that, that you know, uh, uh, first of all, during the day and a team wants to run the ball like that, that's something that, that you know, old school linebackers love, excuse me. And, uh, and so I want to see our guys find success, you know, some way, somehow in that situation. I can't wait. I was talking to, uh, you know, texting with Grimes after the game 
And I can't wait for the battles and the wars that are going to be to come in the next few years against Baylor. I can't wait for that. You know, I don't know if it'll end up being like a rivalry thing, but if they're going to, you know, try to establish the run game, I can't wait to, to be here to stop it. And so I want to see those linebackers step up, you know, D-line step up. We'll be more physical. We'll get after them. Um, you know, that'll be uh, something great in the future. How much tinkering do you guys really do in season with regards to scheme or alignment, that type of stuff? Or is it pretty much stuff you guys have worked on uh, during the off season and you had to just stick to it in season? Well, there's a foundation, you know, again, at linebacker, you just have to be a great football player. You got to be great at defeating blocks. You got to be great at tackling and covering in space or playing in a you know, phone booth. You know, you got to be able to do a lot of different stuff. And so then you come into the season because, you know, the, the Utah offense presents different, you know, uh, different opportunities than, say, a Utah State offense. You know, because one's more spread out, one's more run game. You know, and the way that Arizona State plays is different than the way that Boise plays or the way that Baylor plays. And so all these different offenses, we got to figure out the best way to use our tools and our strengths, you know, our players in, to, to stop, you know, what we got to get stopped that week. And so there is a bunch of tinkering, and that's part of the art of, of you know, all the coaching and the game planning that we do. Um, but deep down, that foundation is still just set on being a – a solid defensive player, again, defeating blocks, making tackles, covering in space, you know, those types of things. And so, you know, the all-around football stuff is what we're trying to work on 12 months of the year. And then week to week, we've got to change what we do to, to stop that offense. You've got a really unique uh, matchup this week. Obviously, the offense that you're facing in Washington State is unique, but just with the whole, uh, I don't know even how to describe it, the situation, I guess, Nick Rolovich and some of the assistants up there found themselves in earlier this week. What's the mentality of you guys heading up to Pullman to face off against a team that's getting miss- apparently missing half of its coaching staff? Yeah, and, and the last you know year, last season, this season, there's been so many crazy things going on that it's just another week of, of this is the news this week, you know? Um, sure. So for us, it's business as usual. We got to go up there. We got a job to do. We got our, our, uh, you know, our game plan. We got our things we got to get done. You know, they, they might have a situation where they got some guys out. They're not with them. Okay, great. Well, last year at Boise, we had three defensive coaches and we had to find a way to make, you know, to play last year at the bowl game. We had, three offensive coaches and we had to find a way to, to make it happen, you know? So it's just kind of a new, the new situation. I mean, it's, it's really weird with all the stuff going on, you know, and coaches getting fired, like I, like firing a, a coach, you know, after game two at USC, you know, that, that now they got 10 games left where they got to patch it together. I, I mean, that's just a lot of weird stuff that didn't happen 20 years ago. And, you know, whatever. These kids are resilient. These kids are uh, tough and they can change. They can change better than we used to when we were kids. So it's just another thing. It's just another piece of the news. But what does it change for us going in? Not really nothing. we got to do our job. Last thing for me is, I know you spent a year at Hawaii, so I've, I'm assuming you've got some familiarity with the run-and-shoot offense that they're going to deploy. How tough of a defense is it really to defend? So, you know, and all the way back to... to Mouse Davis, he was at Portland State for a year or two when I was at Weber, okay. and we had to stop him. He's one of the, the um, you know, the, the, the first guys. You He's know, like the godfather with, of it all. Yeah, yeah, way, way back. And so, you know, I went against June Jones, 
uh, last camera when that was, and then and then played Hawaii, and then I was at Hawaii, all this different stuff, right? So yeah, it's it's unique, and especially when that thing gets gets humming, it's uh, it's very difficult because everything is is you know adjust tight adjusted, and everything has a has an option, you know. And so you have to do a great job disguising. You have to do a great job of changing it up. You just have to do, again, do a great job of just being a great football player. When it comes time to beat somebody one-on-one, you've got to find a way to either get pressure or make a play in space, you know, make a play on the ball, something like that. And, uh, you know, those, those coaches, those are some, some great games. Um, you know, I was part of one Portland, Portland State. We were at Portland State. I was with Weaver. And we were 7-3. to three halfway through the second quarter the game finished up something like 72 68 it was unbelievable we ended up winning um but uh yeah that was my first introduction to the run and shoot i think that was 06 or something like that maybe but uh but yeah it's it's a heck of an offense when it really gets going um but yeah deep down it's just about making plays one-on-one well, Coach, we're looking forward to it. It might be a little bit of a weird setup, but as you said, it's really just kind of been a weird year and a half, it feels like, with everything going on. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how it all plays out on Saturday, and thank you for taking the time to join me once again. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. You guys have a great day. There you go, BYU linebackers coach Kevin Clune, and a huge thank you to him for taking some time and very interesting comments. I hope you guys learned something there because I think he laid out exactly what they expect from guys like Chaz Ayu as he moves into this linebacker role, what he also expects from guys like a Ben Bywater, what he wants from guys like Peyton Wilgar, who are leaders of this unit, especially in the absence of Keenan Peely and obviously facing off against a very unique offense this week in Washington State and that run-and-shoot attack that they put on the field. So once again, a big thank you to Kevin Kloon, and we'll have more conversations like this in coming days and weeks on the podcast. You guys know how we do here. Great access, unique access, and exclusive access that you will not find anywhere else. All right, a couple more notes before we go on today's show. We'll touch on in just a moment, including BYU women's soccer, just absolutely rolling opponents at home. Will they take it on the road? Can that continue as they head to the Bay Area? We'll touch on all of that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is, of course, the best place when it comes to all of your football and basketball action this season. Head to their new updated website or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus, welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. What I love about Bet Online is their new interface for the start of basketball season has more props, odds, and lines than ever before with the NBA and obviously college basketball on its way. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available from our friends at Bet Online as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And once again, take advantage of that 50% welcome bonus by using the promo code locked on. It's all courtesy of our friends at betonline.ag where the game starts. All right, my friends, one more time out on today's show to talk to you about our friends over at Built Bar. If you have not tried a Built Bar by now, you are absolutely missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. And I can speak to that because I've eaten hundreds at this point. You have to try one and see how good they absolutely are. And you just have to, it's one of those things. You got to try it to really believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. 
different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'll swear you're eating a candy bar. And I can attest to that as well. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. And they have a multitude of different flavors. They have a brand new one, by the way, folks. Blueberry muffin? Yeah, absolutely incredible. And by the way, one of the goats, maybe the goat of all Built Bars, it's on its way back. So stay tuned, folks. Some really, really cool things in the pipeline from our friends at Built Bar. But more importantly, as BYU fans, we all want to support BYU football. Well, you can do that by supporting our friends at Built Bar because via a name, image, and likeness agreement they have with all of BYU football's BYU football players, so all 123 of them, they're receiving money from our friends at Built Bar. And the way you can support that is buying your Built Bars. So go to Built.com right now. While you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. They have new limited time flavors every three to four days this month. So check the website often. You do not want to miss out on them because once they're gone, they're gone. So once again, built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars and support BYU football by supporting Built Bar. All right, my friends, we're running out of time here on a Wednesday, but a couple of notes for you before we go. Let's start off on the hardwood. BYU men's basketball was actually in the AP preseason top 25 poll, receiving some votes, I believe three overall votes. Yes, three overall votes for the Cougars. So at least three voters or one voter who thought BYU was like ranked number 22 have picked the Cougars to be in the preseason top 25. Of course, West Coast Conference, Fogue and Zaga topped the poll. 55 of 63 first place votes going the way of the Bulldogs. They start the season ranked number one. They were number one for most of the season last year before being upset in the national championship. Defending national champion Baylor, who knocked off Gonzaga, currently ranked number eight. But cool to see BYU getting some preseason respect. I think BYU is going to surprise some folks this season and looking forward to seeing them finally hit the hardwoods. As I said on yesterday's podcast, Midnight, Midnight Madness is this coming Friday night. Doors will open at 10 15 p.m. Mountain Time. The event will begin at 11 o'clock. You're encouraged to wear black and go out and have some fun at the Marriott Center with both the men's and women's basketball teams. I can guarantee you Mark Pope's going to have something up his sleeve, and you probably don't want to miss it. I'm not going to lie. Final thing today is best of luck to the BYU Women's Soccer Program. They are headed to San Francisco to take on the Dons at Negesco Stadium. I don't even know how to pronounce that stadium name, so apologies for that. I probably butchered it. But first kick in that match is set for 7 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock Mountain time. There will be a live radio broadcast on BYU Sports Network, 107.9 FM, and also streaming on the BYU Radio app or BYU Cougars app if you want to listen to the Lady Cougars in action in soccer this evening. They've been absolutely obliterating opponents at Southfield. We'll see if they can take that on the road as they head to San Francisco to take on USF. All right, there you go. You are up to date on this Wednesday. A big thank you once again for your support of the podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media for the latest when it comes to the podcast, as well as the latest in BYU sports. Follow us, Locked On Cougars, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. My personal Twitter feed, I'm at Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, you can feel free to weigh in via email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. And we have to give away some tickets to the Virginia game next week, and it's obviously Halloween. If you got a good Halloween-themed idea of how to give away these tickets, reach out. Let me know. I may take your suggestion under advisement, and we'll see if we can work it in throughout the uh, week next week to give away those tickets to watch BYU and Virginia square off 
on October 30th. All right, final thing for me today is to encourage you guys now as we wrap up today's show. Thank you for making us your first listen, but your second listen should always be our friends over at Locked On Big 12. Josh Neighbors does an absolutely incredible job making sure you guys are up to speed on everything going on in BYU's new conference home beginning in 2020. 2023, excuse me, and he does it in 30 minutes or less. So make sure you check that out. It's free, avail- free and available on all podcasting platforms out there. Just check that out as soon as you wrap it up here. That'll do it for us. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 20th, 2021, and we will catch you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.